Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Dan and Jeff Sports Show. As always, I'm Dan. Uh, this week we're joined by my special friend, uh, Kyle. Kyle is a Georgia fan, and he's here to talk about uh, Jake Fromm's precipitous draft uh, drop and the fact that he didn't get taken until the fifth round. Uh, Kyle, how's it going? It's going somewhere. Apparently, going better than Jake Fromm. That's something he said. Well, Kyle, as someone who's watched Jake Fromm over the last three years, how do you explain, uh, A, his decision to even enter the draft, and B, what his drop was? I'd rather watch me try it again. But he should have waited a year and then gone. I think he would have been a whole lot more consistent. Probably against, I wouldn't have too many uh, decent receivers to throw to. But uh, I think you know, he probably should have waited. You know, it's the only competition he'd have in next year's draft would be Trevor Lawrence and uh, Justin Fields. Uh, other than that, I think there would have been a whole lot of quarterback drop at the quarterback position in terms of the first round. But I think who got snubbed worse? Go Wahala. Well, Kyle, as a Georgia fan, do you like Hot Rod more than you like uh, Jake Fromm? I like Hot Rod a whole lot more than I like Jake Fromm. I think Jake Fromm should just stop selling insurance and just kind of straight up football. Probably would have done a whole lot better. All right, Joe. Well, why do you think that uh, Jake Fromm dropped all the way to the fifth round? I attribute it to the numbers being lower. Obviously, the Cowboys point, you know, just didn't have as good of a season. I think it's largely because you didn't have the wide receiver help. You had the Andre Swift, just not a whole lot of playmakers. Um, I think that if he had come back next year, he probably would have been a second round pick. Um, maybe even better. I think he would have been the third best quarterback in the draft. But this year, you just had a lot of other guys that were getting high. And once you got out of the first round, there were teams that really didn't need a quarterback. And so that allowed him to slip. Yeah, that's what I think, too. I mean, really, this is the worst year he possibly could have gone when you're talking about Tua, when you're talking about Justin Herbert, I guess Jordan Love, uh, you know, just really good quarterbacks across the board, Joe Burrow. And really, next year, especially if you want to look at the SEC, Jake Fromm probably would have been the number one quarterback in the SEC, especially of the ones that were draft eligible. And next year would have been a much better class to go in. Uh, I also find it kind of interesting. I'm not saying that there's any shady dealings on this part, but his uh, his agent also happens to be Josh Allen's agent. So it's really weird that he put them both on the same team. It's almost like Josh Allen called him. He's like, hey, why don't you take Jake Fromm on as a client, completely destroy his career, and put him on the same team as me to better mind. Thanks. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense at all. I really think he's got a decent chance to go um, Josh Allen at some point. Maybe so. I think Allen's kind of overrated. He's got a big arm, but if we saw anything in that playoff game, I mean, he makes a lot of mistakes and misses some wide open dudes. So it reminds me of how I'm getting Fromm, so it's done really well. <laughs> hey, Kyle, I want to ask you too, uh, do you think that Jake Fromm would have benefited from not being uh, a Kirby Smart player? Because I feel like that offense last year, a lot of it wasn't his fault. It was just Really, really bad play calling and very basic play calling. I think there was there was no creativity there. 
LSU, I mean, it started being where he was getting sacked like once every four plays. And they just didn't have any playmakers for him to throw it to. Pickens kind of came on at the end of the season a little bit, but then he got suspended too. <laughs> it just uh, wasn't the same level we had with Nico Hardman and Riley Ridley and all those. No, not at all. All right, Joe, let's switch off of Frog for a second and let's, uh, let's go to another guy who uh, was a big talker, talking point in the draft this year as a quarterback, and that's Jalen Hurts. What do you think about Jalen Hurts' selection by the Eagles, Jay? I feel it puzzling because they recently gave Carson Wentz a long-term deal. Um, I do think it makes sense because Jalen Hurts can help them, especially if Wentz uh, gets injured. He has an injury history. But to me, if Wentz is going to be your starter, to draft a quarterback in the second round who can project to be a starter pretty soon, I find that kind of contradictory. I feel like I want a second round player that I'm going to plug and play at position, and I just think this is going to be a situation where you create some division within the locker room about who really is the guy, and I feel that you know everybody's going to equate um, the versatility of Jalen Hurts and some of these other, other quarterbacks like um, Taysom Hill, and I definitely agree with that. But let's remember, Taysom Hill was an undrafted player. To pick a player like that in the second round and expect him to fill that role, I'm kind of curious to see how that works out. Yeah, same here. Kyle, what do you think about Jalen going in the second round of the Eagles? Uh, I think Jalen's mainly going to turn into one of those, yeah, kind of, not necessarily wasted down, but guys who can. Kind of come up, run the ball when they need to, and then get out. And I don't, because so, Winston seems like more of a pocket passer. Jalen seems more like he wants to run around and kind of do his thing and create chaos. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see what actually happens. Well, well Kyle, let me ask you uh, who would you rather have throw in the water bottle? Would you rather have Carson Wentz or Jalen? Uh, yeah, DeAndre Swift do it. <laughs> you might be able to throw better than either one of them. That's what point. So, so Joe, Kyle sent me this amazing video yesterday that shows this guy like uh, he, he's doing the water ball, uh, water bottle in, in imitation of all these quarterbacks, and the one he did for Carson Wentz is he goes back, he's like, oh, I injured my arm when he tries to throw it. Oh, wow, it's hilarious. Well, yeah. I mean, Wentz will get hurt sometime this year, and Jalen Hurts will be able to go out there. I mean, you know, Carson Wentz will stub his toe or something, and he'll have to sit out three games, and they'll put uh, Jalen Hurts out there. I mean, I really love Jalen Hurts' prospects. Um, he really um, convinced me over the last year because I was very skeptical of his accuracy, obviously, like a lot of people before he went to Oklahoma. But he 
he should be in line. I want him as a player, I just don't like him on this team. See, I think it's a good I think it's a good spot for him. He wasn't gonna be a starter right off the bat. Uh, I think Doug Peterson's a really brilliant offensive coach. And he's gonna find ways to get Jalen in a position to get some yards and actually have some easy passes when he's not running it. And I kinda think it works out because Wentz is so injury prone that I feel like even though Jalen's not gonna be a starter, there's a chance that Wentz can go out for a whole season or something. Maybe Jalen has a Lamar Jackson type year or something, and then boom, they're suddenly decides, ah, I think we're done with Wentz and we're done with having to deal with uh, five games every year that he can't play in. Exactly, yeah. With Minshew Mania. I would say that Gardner Minshew was probably a longer shot at getting on the field than uh, than Jalen was. What will they do with this contract, though, if that happens? Wentz's contract? I don't know. I mean, I guess on that one, you just have to see if you could trade him, right? Because you'd have to eat the money otherwise, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess that at that point, he probably would. Uh, teams that are looking for a more veteran quarterback that don't want to go out of the draft and get someone would probably look to, to Lance maybe as someone that could fill the wall or not. Um, yeah, kind of switching to veteran quarterbacks. Uh, Kyle, let me get your thoughts first. What do, you, what do you think was going through Aaron Rodgers' mind when they selected Jordan Love? Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, you know, do you think he, he, saw, he suddenly saw the writing on the wall for his career? Uh, I'm thinking he's going to turn into Peyton Manning and do more uh, State Farm commercials. I mean, I just thought that it was uh, – I couldn't understand that pick because in my eyes, you know, he probably had four good years, I think, left with Aaron Rodgers. And he's never had a good receiver taken, never had a good running back taken. And to me, I'd be like demanding a trade instantly right now because I'm like, thanks for all the respect you've shown me. You've never given me anybody to throw the ball to. And then now when I've still got some years left on my career, I take the NFC Championship. Now you go and get a quarterback who's a project quarterback at best. Yeah, I mean, you reference going to the NFC Championship game. When you win 13 games in the NFL, I look at it like you're one player away, maybe, from winning the whole thing. So why, you know, show this idea that you're going to rebuild with um, a young quarterback and kind of cast Aaron Rodgers aside? There were so many wide receivers they could have drafted in the first round. That would have made Aaron Rodgers so happy. He would have probably had one of his best seasons since 2020. And instead, what you've done is just created a horrible situation. I don't really expect Aaron Rodgers to be in Green Bay longer than another year. No, I don't either. I think that he's going to take this as a slap in the face and demand a trade. And you look at it like, in terms of receivers, who all was available at that point? You probably, you still could have gotten the, the kid out of Arizona State. Um, uh, the big guy from uh, Notre Dame, Michael Pittman at USC, he was still available. Uh, just all kinds of receivers across the board were still on the board that they could have gotten. Instead, they went out and got Jordan Love, who probably at best is two years away from being a starting quarterback. Yeah, two or three, maybe. You know, Aaron Rodgers uh, sat behind the bar for three years. The Packers have shown their you know, willing to wait while it definitely frustrates uh, better quarterbacks in front of Or, hey, even if you didn't want to go and get a really good wide receiver when this draft had, you know, had Jerry Judy, had uh, Henry Ruggs, had uh, CeeDee Lamb, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson they could have moved up and probably not traded away that much to get. And instead they traded up to get long. You could get T. Higgins because he went first round to the Bears. Yeah. 
first and second round at number 30. I mean, I thought he was one of the best wide receivers in the draft that really slipped, but I know that kind of surprised me. Yeah, I mean, I think... I think potentially get a weight and get somebody like Jamar Chase? Well, the next season, though. For next year. Wouldn't that just like drive Aaron Rodgers nuts if next season after they got Jordan Wild, they went out and did Jamar Chase in the first round? If Aaron Rodgers leaves, they'll draft Jamar Chase. <laughs> that would be the funniest thing. Be like, oh, okay, Aaron, uh, we're going to let you go. Hey, Jamar Chase, first round draft. I mean, hey, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, you get a whole lot more money back on your cap. So we can, uh, maybe that'll go to Jamar if it goes. Hey, Kyle, just to blow some uh, some air up the Georgia skirt, they could have gotten DeAndre Swift, too. He catches the ball pretty good. They could have. You know, or uh, they could have done what the Chiefs did and went out and got Edward Solaire. That guy's also a good pass catcher. But instead, they take the dude who played at Utah State, who the first time I watched him play a real team just got blitzed by LSU. I mean, I think he put up like three points against – what we can all agree was not a great LSU defense. Right, I mean, it was just that prospect that every year there's that guy that comes out of nowhere. You know, I talked about Wayne Gabbard a lot on the show, being that guy back in like 2011. You know, just prospects that were just never justifiably that good in college, but the experts were projecting them to do well at the next level. Josh Allen with Buffalo is another classic example. And so, you know, we'll see how this works out. But for Green Bay, you know, this is a team that has Super Bowl aspirations. I don't know where they go from here. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I would, I would take them, expect them to take a little bit of a drop. Uh, speaking about the teams that had Super Bowl aspirations, my favorite draft out of anybody was the Ravens. I really liked what the Ravens did to add on to their skill set and their running game. I mean, they went out and added J.K. Dobbins. And now, I mean, that is a scary rushing attack right there. They don't even need uh, Lamar Jackson to throw it. He can just do uh, what Garoppolo was doing in the in the water bottle commercial, just hand it off the whole time. Yeah. What did, what did you think about J.K. Dobbins going to the Ravens, Jack? Uh, Dan, I think it's a great pick. Uh, J.K. Dobbins has a superb career at Ohio State. He's one of the best running backs in the country last year. I've ever Jonathan Taylor. I think that just makes that backfield even more powerful. And also, I loved uh, drafting Patrick Queen out of LSU in the first round as a linebacker. This linebacker was the one Achilles skin build weakness on Braden's defense. Yeah, I thought so too. And that was that was a good pickup. And Patrick Queen was someone that I think dropped a little bit because of his injury history and probably because of LSU's defense. It probably was a guy putting on like top 10. So, uh, I do want to. I do want to get everyone's thought on Tua. So you and I came to the conclusion that we thought it probably would have been a better pick for the Dolphins to have gone with Herbert. Kyle, what do you think about the Dolphins going with Tua? Uh, I mean, I think the Miami life kind of fits into Bronny lifestyle, so I think uh, hopefully he'll keep his nose clean and not fall into it, but. Yeah, I don't expect Miami to unretire number thirteen because he's there. Well, uh, Joe, what do, what do you what do you think about uh, how long Tua is going to make it? Do you see him getting injured within the next couple of years? Do you think he's going to be able to hold on for a little bit? I think it depends on how good his front line is. Like like most situations for a quarterback, 
society isn't expected to do anything great next year. So I think he just needs to stay healthy and take it as a learning curve and use it to potentially springboard his career to another team. But I'm not expecting him to turn Miami around and become a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. What do you think, Jack? I definitely don't think he plays a game in 2020. I think they hold him out um, being overly cautious. Um, but, you know, long term, the jury's still out. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't last more than a couple of years in the league. Wouldn't be completely surprised if he lasted 10 years. But I did think that Miami was the team that could afford to take this gamble if anybody could because of the three first round picks. I can't completely blame them for pulling the trigger. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. I mean, when I was looking at it in retrospect, you had three first-round picks. They went with Tua with the first one at number five. Uh, then they got an offensive lineman. Then they got Noah Ibignogany out of Auburn. So, I mean, you filled three needs right there, and they went offensive line in the second round. I mean, if you're going to have three first-round draft picks, that's the time to really go for a big robust guy. So I, I kind of get it. And, you know, let's say that he does turn into, I think, Steve Young is the one that people have compared him to. Let's say that he's like Steve Young, then it's worthwhile. I see you making a face right there, Kyle, with Steve Young. Nobody's like Steve Young, but it's like comparing, it's like comparing somebody to Jordan. You just can't do it. I don't know. Two is like highly religious, and Steve Young's a Mormon, so they got that going on. In, in terms of skills, <laughs> personal life. They're both left-handed. Hey, there you go. It's like the second one right there. Um, I think that, I don't know, I'm interested to see what happens with Tua. The thing that scares me is he's got the Bo Jackson injury, and even Bo Jackson, who's a superhuman athlete, wasn't able to recover from it, so I don't know. But then again, we're 30 years down the line in medicine, so we'll see what happens with Tua. It's going to be rare seeing a left-handed quarterback when he does play, because I was reading we haven't had a left-handed quarterback in the NFL since like 2016 with uh, Kelly Moore. That's a long time. Uh, switching over to the Saints, Joe, you got your hat on. Looking at the overall draft for the Saints, are you happy with it? What, what's your grade you give it? I would give it about B minus C plus. Um, and the reason for that assessment is that they made, in my opinion, some bad calls to trade away a lot of picks because I think that hurts the depth of the organization long term. If you only get three or four draft picks and other teams are getting seven or eight, that's just far too disproportionate. However, I cannot completely criticize the players that they selected in the first in the first, in the first round with Caesar Ruiz, especially. He's going to be a starter um, guard or center in the NFL. He's the number one center in the draft class, and they got him number 24. I do think he helps the offensive line. Uh, they had some injuries to guards last year, like uh, Larry Warford and Andres Pete has been banged up the last few years, and so having that depth, I do think, will help Drew Brees at his age. Um, the third-round pick, like with the sack bond, the linebacker out of Wisconsin, thought that was a very underrated pick, and I think he's a guy that you can also plug and play and can help day one. But after that, man, is where it gets murkier. Because you look at Adam Trotman and you look at Tommy Stevens. In Trotman, they gave away the kitchen sink to get in. So this is going to be one of the most scrutinized picks of Sean Payton's uh, tenure in New Orleans. 
Mitch Rothman does not become a perennial pro bowler in the next uh, Jimmy Graham in New Orleans, this pick is going to be criticized for a long time. Yeah, Joe, that's where I'm at with it, too. I mean, if Troutman is not yeah, not a Jimmy Graham, Gronkowski-level tight end, why did you give away four picks more? I mean, they, they have to be the almost highest echelon of tight ends in order for that to be someone that's worthwhile. And, I mean, I don't mind the Ruiz pick if it was in the second round. I just think that they really needed in the first round another wide receiver. I mean, we're still talking about Michael Thomas being the number one by a mile. And I know we got Emmanuel Sanders in the offseason, but he's kind of old too. Why didn't you get a guy that could have been your number two guy for when Sanders is done when there were so many options available at wide receiver? Yeah, that's still um, an inherent weakness to the team. You know, will Traquan Smith take a step forward in year three? Um, you know, will little Jordan Humphrey emerge? He's been on the practice squad. I think he has a lot of talent. So they have to be banking on those guys to get more involved because otherwise it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, I agree. But I do like the Zach Bond pick, though. I thought that was that was the only one that I was happy about in the third round. I thought there was some good value getting in there. Mm-hmm. So, Kyle, what, what did you think? Were you making fun of Scarlett about the Saints draft, draft, or what were your thoughts on it? Not, not really. I was mainly making fun of the, uh, the Saints draft and j I got Go, James Winston. So he's, he's going to be throwing interceptions left and right. Yeah, but he's got that LASIK surgery now, so now he can see really good. So I think it's fine. That, that won't help him. <laughs> the only way that'll help him is if somebody's like playing Xbox up in the, the play caller's office. Well, and yeah. And that's why not. <laughs> Sorry, that was a dog. That was hard on. Uh, the yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of see him being a guy that maybe gets on the field for like one game or something and Drew Brees wants to take a break. But I didn't understand that pick either when I thought you could have gone for a quarterback of the future. Or, Joe, to go even a step further, I don't like getting away all those draft picks because, man, if we had actually collected some draft picks and there was a guy that was available later that we took earlier, maybe we could have traded up to get someone like Trevor Lawrence next year. Yeah, it's been curious throughout Sean Payton's time in New Orleans. There have been so many years where you thought he was going to draft a quarterback in the first and second round, and it just has not happened. Um, two years ago, when they traded up to get Martin's out of court, a lot of people thought they were moving up to draft Lamar Jackson in this moment with Pierre Harris Breeze, but it didn't happen. So that tells me that Sean Payton is being stubborn about kind of um, doing his own thing as far as the future court whether that's going to be Taysom Hill, whether that's somebody else, it doesn't look like he's building that through the draft. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking too. Well, what was your thought, Daniel, on uh, the Falcons drafting Marlon Davidson? I was really happy about Marlon Davidson going to the Falcons. I mean, I think that's a good spot for him. It's nearby. The Falcons obviously needed some defensive help because, I mean, really outside of a couple games, except for that one they played with the Saints. Their defense and their defensive line look rough. So I think that's a good spot. I think he got some value with Davidson as a second rounder. I think talent wise, Duke Robinson works I think that's going to be a good thing, but I didn't understand from the fact that part of you was they gave away Trevor Lawrence and they gave away Marlon Davidson. Yeah. Why did they do that? Why did they 
Yeah, yeah I don't understand that either. He was, I think he was just collecting too many penalties, but then they went out and drafted uh, Samuels, who's mm-hmm. the same style of player. So, I don't know if something was happening with him off field, or if he was around his contract was Want too much money on this contract, but it just it just didn't make sense to me why they go out and release Dupont and then draft the same style player. Yeah, with getting AJ Terrell. Yeah, I thought that was I thought that was kind of a weird pick too, but I did like Davidson at, at number two. Um, you know, speaking of the defensive players, I was a fan of the Panthers draft where they went straight defense, and especially getting Derrick Brown at seven. I thought that was a good spot to get him at. And then, I mean, really kind of fit with what Matt Rule's uh, whole, like, you know, philosophy was. I like them getting all defensive players. What do you think, Jeff? Yeah, um, I think that nobody's going to talk about the Panthers um, this offseason. All of the buildup in the NFC South would be uh, about Tom Brady, the Buccaneers, the Saints, and then even the Falcons with uh, Matt Ryan, Julian Jones. The Panthers would be forgotten outside of uh, Christian McCaffrey, but you see what they did loading up on defensive assets to get them great depth going forward. Do not be surprised in a year or two if they're not able to contend. Um, you know, interested to see specifically what they do before that. Um, I know that they signed Bridgewater, but I am intrigued by their signing of uh, XFL star PJ Walker, who was a former uh, player under Matt Rule at Temple. Kind of curious to see if he at some point gets a chance. Yeah, I mean, they probably did need to get another guy, you know, outside of what Brandon Allen to fill up the quarterback room when they released Cam, but. I think that they're going to be an interesting team because with them getting Derrick Brown and some good guys on the D-line, what's the one thing that all the quarterbacks in the NFC South have in common? They're all really old, and they're all very susceptible to injuries. So if you have a really awesome defensive line and you take out Drew Brees, you take out Matt Ryan, and you get rid of Tom Brady, then you've done all your work for yourself. Yeah, that's true. But we'll see on that. Well, Kyle, were you – were you wanting the Falcons to go out and get a, a get a quarterback? Or are you are you done with Matt Ryan now? Uh, I don't know. I was expecting them to draft another Alabama receiver. Because, I mean, they, they drafted Julio, gave him a couple years, and then they went out and drafted Calvin Ridley. You want to leave Judy? <laughs> and, yeah, I was, I was expecting them to draft Judy. Get a 1-2-3 get a Alabama combo. talking about the Saints draft earlier, the last time I was actually excited about their first-round pick was when they got Mark Ingram. Even though I hate Alabama, I was so excited when the Saints got Mark Ingram. And it took them a little bit, but he turned out to be pretty good for a while. He really did. All right, guys. Well, hey, enjoyed having uh, Kyle on the show. Uh, He loves Jake Fromm, and he's wishing Jake Fromm the best in his career, him and Hot Rod. Uh, appreciate having you on, Kyle. We'll do it again, maybe during football season when uh, when Auburn gets the revenge on Georgia this year. Well, we'll see. They, uh, I think the next high up and comer at Georgia is Jamie Newman. So uh, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, the Wake Forest quarterback. I'm really scared of that. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, hey, 
Hi, man. We well, appreciate having you on the show. Yeah. Uh, I'm a 